You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 77. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. This is the final episode in our current season, during which I've been so lucky to have Jamie Lawrence as a co-host. I hope you've enjoyed her added perspective here on the podcast just as much as I have. Since we're making our way towards the end of 2018, Jamie and I thought it would be fun to share our favorite accomplishments of the year, both personally and professionally. This was such a fun episode to record, and it made me excited to think about all that I want to accomplish in 2019. Okay, Jamie, it is great to be talking with you. It's been a while. It has. So we have a little catching up to do. So how was your Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, the Thanksgiving itself was really fun. We like all the the family festivities, but we had a lot of monkey wrenches kind of thrown in with kids getting sick. Um, I had, I think one after another, each kid started that croupy, awful cough, like leading right up to Thanksgiving day. And I was just like, oh, please, please. We just have to get, we have to be able to do the things and eat the food and not, not make everybody get the plague from our family. Um, and you know, so we just kind of bared and went with it. They were all, they were all fine. But then at the end of it, after having this nice weekend with a lot of food and family, my husband gets sick. <laughs> so, Ugh. so he got sick starting on Sunday, which is, you know, all fine and dandy. He's putting up Christmas lights. He's halfway done and he's like, "I don't feel good." I'm like, "Well, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. We have to get the rest of the lights up." So the, then here I am on the roof finishing the lights because he's now in the house. I'm like, "What? We've got to get it done." to lead up to a snow day so it snowed the next day we were all home my husband's sick again I'm like oh my gosh and then Riley my youngest she starts getting sick again (laughs) so I was was so grateful to come back to work on Tuesday (laughs) I bet those holiday weekends you look so much forward to them but when there's those like life things thrown into it I'm like why why do we have to get sick during that nice family time (laughs) oh I know that's that is no fun. Well, I hope that everybody recovers quickly and uh, you can get back to normal life because, yeah, yes. um, I know for me, we were relatively healthy over Thanksgiving, but between the kids being home for five straight days <laughs> and all of the festivities throughout the weekend by Monday, well, actually Sunday night I saw that they were calling for this big storm yeah. and I was thinking, oh, please don't let there be a snow day tomorrow. <laughs> like I need to get back to work. I need to like get out of this house and have some time to use my brain and do all the things. Yeah. So I saw all of these pictures on social media of everybody having their snow days and all of the stuff that you were going through and – yeah, my heart goes out to you <laughs> and everybody else in that boat. Yes, well, it is what it is. We, we just keep going. Yeah. We keep riding it exactly. out and move on. And I'm at yeah. work. I'm at work. My husband is homesick, but he's home all alone sick. So, mm. you know, he can do what he needs to do and we're all just going to move on. Yes, yes. good plan. Good so plan. you, since we've talked, you did something exciting too. I did. So over the past month, my business partner at Music Therapy Connections, Katie, and I have been working on a project and we've been kind of hush-hush about it 
and um, because the details weren't ready to be shared yet, but we were spending most of um, November getting it finalized, and then we went on a little boss vacation to Florida, and we got to spend a few days working on the project, getting it ready to launch, and just kind of relaxing and enjoying the warmth and getting away from the snow. (laughs) So it was a wonderful three days that we spent And just last week, we launched our Music Therapy CEO project. So we've been busy talking about that and spreading the word. And we're so excited to, like, make it happen and connect with all of these other music therapy business owners like you. Yes. I know when I saw you launch what it was, because I knew you were working on something from just like little pieces here and there in our conversations, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea. So when I saw that it was like geared towards CEO and business owners, I was like, all right, sign me up, (laughs) like click PayPal done. Let's, let's do it. Uh, Yes. Well, it's, there's just so much to unpack as a business owner, and we've talked a lot about that on this podcast, and that's something that I love so much about being able to record this with you is that we get to talk about kind of those things that the rest of the world doesn't quite understand because mm-hmm. music therapy in and of itself is so unique, but then on top of that, to be a music therapy business owner and to have businesses that are as unique as ours it's so important to have those people to connect with and then to just kind of share ideas with and share what's worked for us and what hasn't and kind of swap resources. So yeah, Katie and I poured our hearts and souls into this project and it's a combination of a CMTE course. So it's five CMTE credit hours, but then it's also an entire year of resources. So each month, Everybody that's enrolled receives videos, Q&As, documents, worksheets, and other kinds of resources to help them kind of apply what we're teaching in the course and to move from, really the the crux of it is moving from (laughs) considering yourself a boss to being a CEO. Yeah. So yeah, all of the details you can find, I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's over at musictherapyconnections.org. And yeah, so that's been kind of at the forefront for me yeah. the last couple of I, weeks. I love it. I'm so excited. So I have a question. Do you, yeah. do you have on your business card CEO? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we do. I think Katie and I both have... Co-owner slash, I don't know, studio manager or something, which is funny because we're not even the studio no, managers you, anymore. Yeah, you have someone else that does that. I know because I, I know. we're right now getting, we're doing a big rebrand. And um, so I'm getting all new business cards and stuff. And so all of my employees, there's just say pretty much music therapist. Um, and mine has always said founder and music therapist. And I was like, ooh, should I change it to CEO? Like that just, I don't know. That sounds... It, it's like a. Um, I'm excited about your course because I feel like CEO. You think of um, like people that are working for Fortune 500 companies, and yes. you know. And so, like, I'm like, I own this little tiny music therapy practice. Am I really a CEO? But I, I know that really the definition of it, I am. So, I'm excited about your course. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's such a great point that you bring up. Like you think of people in suits and you think of people carrying briefcases and that is so not us at all. No. I mean, we are like about as casual of business owners as you will ever find. We wear jeans to work and we are, you know, very close with our team members and it's just, it's all in the mindset. It's not about the outfit that you wear. It's not about the, even the title. It's about how you think of yourself yeah. as a business owner. So, yeah. yeah. So thanks for, thanks for chatting with me about that because I'm really excited about it and I'm excited that you're going to be a part of it. Well, we are actually wrapping up this season of Guitars and Granola Bars and as sad as I am about that, I think it'll be good for us to have a little break to kind of focus on all of the things that we have going on, both with our businesses and at home. But I'm going to really miss our, our weekly chats, Jamie. I know. I am too. I'm so grateful that you even asked me along on this journey this season because um, it was totally unexpected, and I, but I was, I was so excited to do it, and it's been really fun to just talk about um, our work life and our families and just to, to have these conversations um, that we've had. Yeah, it has been so much fun chatting with you, and that's not to say that we won't start back up again at some point, but one of the things that I've always loved about this podcast is that it's kind of like a side hobby for me. It's not something that um, I feel like I have to be consistent with every single week or even every single month, and I've been able to kind of take breaks and restart when it makes the most sense in my life and kind of fits in with everything else that I'm doing. So with the holidays coming up and with all of the other things that I have on my plate, we're going to take a little break for now. But Jamie and I wanted to kind of put the cherry on the on the Sunday with one last episode. And I'm really excited about the topic that we're covering today. Yes. So we were kind of going back and forth just a little bit with what we should do, you know, should we wrap up some other things? Should we dive into some new topics? And then you threw out just about an hour before we um, connected that we should do our favorite accomplishments for the year as a good kind of year-end um, celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, for me, I don't know if the same is true for you, but this year has flown by so quickly that it, I can't even fathom that it's time to start talking about those kinds of things no. and that this year is ending because it's just flown. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I think going to be something fun for us to kind of leave on a celebratory note. And, uh, I'm interested to hear about your accomplishments. So <laughs> do you want to go first? So I would say one of my, my, biggest accomplishments for this year was the fact that I went from being a music therapy business owner that had a couple subcontractors to uh, a music therapy business owner that now has um, two full-time and two part-time music therapy employees that work here. And it has been life-changing in so many ways and it's been so much fun to have this complete different work atmosphere with these employees here and this full team that we're now we've all been here well I've been here 12 years but they've now been here with me um four to three to four months um and 
we're getting a flow and we're getting to know each other. And it has just been a really exciting and, you know, educating. I was very much, um, you know, I had to do a lot of, un- of digging to figure out, well, what, what do I do for employees? I've read it and watched it and gone to presentations where they talk about subcontractors versus employees for years. I understand all of it, but actually going through the motions and doing it was, you know, it felt like a really big step and it's been really, really awesome. I am so happy to hear that, Jamie. We started talking before you made that decision and you kind of asked me for some advice because we had been through a similar process a couple of years ago. And so I know firsthand how overwhelming it is, all the paperwork that's involved, all of the education that you have to kind of give yourself about the ins and outs of it from a legal standpoint and a tax standpoint and all those fun things. But I'm so thrilled to hear that it's worked out well for you because I know that's been the case for us too. And yay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's been, that's it's awesome. been really fun. So that is, that is probably, probably my absolute um, top accomplishment for myself professionally this year is kind of switching that mindset and, and having a staff. You know, when I tell people there's five of us that work here, their eyes are like, oh my gosh, there's five music therapists that work in Jackson? I was like, yes. Yes, there are. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm I'm very happy for you. Thank you. You know, I was going through thinking about, okay, what have I done this year? What have we accomplished at Music Therapy Connections and at Listen and Learn? And I don't necessarily have one big thing. Like there's no one big product or Um, I guess like crowning moment for me that stands out. But honestly, I think professionally, the fact that I've been able to curate my role at Music Therapy Connections to include only the work that I really love and find fulfilling has been my biggest accomplishment of the year. And that's something that I've been working towards over the last two years. And it's been a process. I mean, in the last... 10 years that I've owned, founded, and then owned this business, there's been so much that's been on my plate that I don't necessarily enjoy, but that somebody has to do. And Mm -hmm. for so long, it was just me. And then for so long, it was just Katie and I. And now that we do have a staff and team members, I've been able to delegate things that I didn't necessarily feel like were my biggest strengths or that I really just didn't want to be doing. And at first that was really hard because I felt like, you know, I really knew how to do these things, even though they weren't my favorite. Nobody else could do them the way that I did. But (laughs) eventually it's one of those things where you just have to let it go and trust in your staff and know that they can learn and they can figure things out. And it has benefited everyone. It's benefited me in that I feel more motivated and happier in my career than I ever have before because all of my work is made up of things that I really feel fulfilled by. But then for our team members, they're happy because they have more hours. They feel like bigger assets to the business because they are handling things that are crucial to the work that we do. Not only the clinical things, but also a lot of the the client-facing things that um, I think are so important to a business and the way that we present ourselves in the community. So that has definitely been 
um, my favorite achievement of the year. Yes. And you should be absolutely proud of that because especially as a mom too, like you're just, you know, we have different things to balance and it does feel so good when you go to work and you're doing the work that that fits you and that um, will help blossom and grow everything else that you've put into place because, you know, we spent so many hours and <laughs> years of our lives putting the foundations down for these businesses. And the fact that, um, you know, you've, you recognize that you got to the point where you're doing what you want is wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so true. And, and, you know, sometimes I do feel a little guilty because I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, I could be handling that so that somebody else doesn't have to. But then I think, you know, I did that for a long time. And all of those hours that I put in have made it possible for me to now fill that time (laughs) with something else and to spend more time with my family and to really be doing just the work that I really love. So yeah, it's, it's been a it's been an interesting but really uh, really great journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Thanks. Do you have any other professional accomplishments you want to talk about? You know, I feel like um, I, you know I had a, an employee who was here for a few years, and when she came on, she's not here any longer. Um, she left to kind of pursue a different career choice. But when she was here, we had lots of conversations about um, the trajectory of Harmony Garden. It in like she could feel it and I could feel it that like people in my county in, in my city here, they knew finally that I was here, it, you know, which is funny because I've been here for 12 years. So you'd think that everyone in Jackson knows that there's music therapy. We have a big sign on a main road like they know, but they don't. They didn't. But I now am finding that um, that it's true. Like that trajectory has just jumped. I had like a financial goal for where I wanted our income to be this year. And um, I we, we are well above it. And it's just because... I really, truly believe that people know we're here now (laughs) more Mm -hmm. than ever, you know, which is just an amazing feeling. Like you could feel it bubbling up. You could feel that like all these contracts and all these conversations and all these connections that I've been making for years, whether they actually wanted to hear me or not, um, they're hearing me now. And I feel like um, in the last year, my own personal confidence for going in and cold calling places and walking indoors and shaking hands and making these meetings, like they're not daunting, scary tasks for me anymore. I just kind of do them. And that has been something that this year is probably my other achievement, which is why I now have to have employees (laughs) and multiple of them, not just one, but five. Yeah, I think that is so inspiring for other music therapy business owners to hear, especially those that are newer and that maybe are just sole proprietors at this point and are just doing all the things inside their business. But to hear that, you know, you've put in all this work, you've put in all this time, and now those tasks that honestly, I still find them daunting. (laughs) And I've been at this for 10 years now, so I still have some time to catch up to you. But, um, But yeah, it's really nice to hear that you can get to that point and that you can have this really flourishing business and feel confident in all of those areas that aren't inherently 
natural to us as music therapists. Right, right, yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't a part of my education. It wasn't, oh, no. you know, we didn't learn about how to, uh, yeah, like, you know, full-on propose these contracts and then and then nail them and then get people to understand what we're doing. And um, I had two really hard conversations with um, activities directors just yesterday and today, and they were hard but good at the end conversations. And it was a conversation about why they couldn't afford music therapy because of their activities budget. And I finally, at the end of it, was like, this shouldn't be coming out of your activities budget. This is something completely different. And I think that, that you know, we should leave this conversation realizing that we're, you know, we don't need to be out of your budget. So where in this giant facility <laughs> that owns this area of expertise in my county, where is the person that I need to talk to to figure out how to break break into there? Because <clears throat> you're right, like it shouldn't come out of your activities budget, but you, there's no reason that your facility shouldn't be having these services. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I actually said that to somebody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a little bit nicer. You know, I definitely, uh, right. you know, I'm saying it to you a little bit more uh, pointed, but you know, it's just Wow. I've, and then I, I sit back and I'm like, gosh, I would never have done that like two years ago. Never. I'd have been like, okay, thank you. And shaking their hand and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing uh -huh, that they uh -huh. were never going to call me back. But, you know. Right. Yeah. Been there, done that. But it's all about just doing it again and again and again until you have that confidence. Yeah. So, yeah. Big. Those are my accomplishments. How, do you have any other? Do great. you have any extra ones too? I do. I have one more. This one is a little bit smaller um, and it's a little bit more concrete than my other one. But coming up with these monthly session plans that I've been doing through Listen and Learn Music, that is something that I'm excited about because I honestly didn't realize how helpful they would be for others. I started doing them because I was already putting these session plans together myself for my own use and for the use of my team members at Music Therapy Connections. So I kind of took it for granted that I'm already super familiar with all of the songs inside of my collection. I know what's in there. I know what the topics are. I know how things kind of fit together and how they work together. But everybody else, all of my Listen and Learn Plus members and people that are looking for those resources might not be so familiar and maybe don't have the time to comb through and look at all the song titles and look at all the goals. So I kind of threw it out there. Not sure if, if it would be something that would get some, uh, that would gain some momentum, but it really did. And the feedback that I've had from people who are either members of my membership or that subscribe to the monthly session plans have said, this is amazing. This gives me like a really concrete foundation each month of repertoire that's goal-based that I can use without having to spend all these hours kind of planning it myself. And then on top of what you've put together, then I can pick and choose other songs that really are tailored to my clients specifically. So it's kind of something that just I, I did on a whim and now it's really impacting people in a really um, beneficial way. So that's something that I'm excited about for the year. I'm excited to keep doing them and um, just to continue reaching more people with them. Yeah. You kicked those off in what? Like September? Well, actually, I think the first one I did was in August. August. Okay. Yeah. So August was the first session plan and I've been doing them each month since. And I think I'll just continue doing them each month so that, you know, every August – 
you'll have a different one to choose from. So maybe next August you'll have two to choose from for that month. Because I try to kind of theme them around either the season or the holidays or anything else that's happening during that month. Um, Just because I know that so many of my customers work with children Mm -hmm. and, you know, we just kind of tend to do that anyway. So, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That I like the concrete things that you put out there. I think that they're really neat. I I don't subscribe to your session plan stuff, but I've been definitely eyeballing it um, along with all the materials in Listen, Learn. It's such a valuable resource. Um, and just the fact that you have those concrete materials, I, I have something up my sleeve that I don't think anybody's doing yet that maybe I'll whisper it to you off, off the air. Um, yeah, now you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I have a a couple things that I'm working towards because I, I want to do some of that material based stuff that, um, that professionals can use. And then, um, I really want to focus also on my like early childhood families here in my area too, to have products that they would benefit from. So, um, yeah, so I've got some, some ideas up my sleeve, but I love all the things that you do, um, for hard materials and, um, and digital materials and stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's very awesome. Thank you. It's, it's something that I just love doing and just having that feedback from people that, that it is helpful is really the icing on the cake because I'd be doing it anyway for my own work, but, but to be able to share it with other people, it makes it even more special. And you can tell that you love doing it because it comes right, it comes right out in there. So. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, that makes me feel really happy. Yeah. Well, I kicked off the accomplishments in the professional world. So I'm going to have you do what, what kind of accomplishments or successes or celebrations do you have for your family life? Okay, so I do have one, and this is actually what gave me the idea for this topic this morning. And it is a little cheesy, and so you'll just have to kind of bear with me. <laughs> but as a mom or a parent, I think anybody would be would be able to uh, relate to this. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest accomplishments for me personally and for my family life has been fostering my children's relationship with one another and and fostering their love for each other really lately Mia my three-year-old you can probably um, relate to this too because you also have a three-year-old but she has kind of these phrases and she'll have like her her um, catchphrase and it'll happen <laughs> for like a month or so and then she'll have a new one mm-hmm. but right now it's Paka. I love you. (laughs) And it just comes out like at the most random times. Like yesterday, he was sitting at the kitchen table doing his homework and she was sitting on my lap at the island in the kitchen and she just looked over and goes, Paka, I love you. (laughs) And it just melts my heart because she says it with such sincerity and he always responds back and says, oh, Mia, I love you too. And just seeing the relationship that they've grown over the last, you know, three years that Mia's Mm -hmm. been here has been so, so special to watch. Um, Parker just recently was talking about um, how he loves being in kindergarten and he loves his new school. But the one thing that he doesn't like is that he and Mia aren't in school together anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said the one big thing that he's so excited for is being 
in the same school together next year when Mia moves up to preschool at his school. Just like hearing those things is, as a parent, very reassuring. It just kind of gives me that little, like, reminder that, okay, you're doing something right here. You know, things might feel like a hot mess, like 90% (laughs) of the time, but that 10% is what gets you through (laughs) and what, like, motivates you to be even better as a parent. So I think that's that's really for me been been the biggest accomplishment. I don't know how much I necessarily have to do with it, but I've always told the kids, you know, you are so lucky to have a best friend that lives with you that you get to play with every single day. And we make sure that me and Parker give each other a kiss and a hug at night and say goodnight to each other. So little things like that I think have helped to get them to a place where they are so close and they do enjoy each other's company so much. Yeah, it, I, it is. When you see them like spontaneously being affectionate towards each other, it is absolutely heart melting. Ab- uh, absolutely. Yes. When Aiden leaves for school, sometimes before we, before the girls do, and it's like um, this train of hugs, you know, he, he always gives me a hug, but then it's like, they are come, they come yelling and screaming if they don't get a hug too. So, so I get it. And it's just adorable. It might not be every day because some, they definitely don't every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> there are moments for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> So what about you? Well, you know, when you said it at first, I'm like, oh, why is it that I can think of all these work accomplishments that are concrete? But when it comes to my own family, I'm just glad that they're alive and we made it, (laughs) you know? I get (laughs) that. I mean, that's probably my number one accomplishment is that we've all, you know, made it through another year. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, like joking aside, like I love watching them learn, like watching them turn into little humans and, and learn, um, concrete things. So, you know, Aiden being in second grade, um, it's amazing when all of a sudden he's sitting and he's reading a book out loud that I'm like, Oh my gosh, he can actually read that entire, you know, that entire book, like those kind of moments where, um, like I know he reads and he reads to his sisters and he reads to himself all the time. But then when he has a book that looks like it would be too hard, and he's just like running through it with a couple words here and there that he'll like spell out loud to me. Um, like it's just, it's, it kind of um, strikes me in those moments of like, gosh, look at what, what they're learning. And then Madeline, um, she, she maybe hasn't gotten some of the like concepts down. Aiden always was a letter kid. Like he knew all his letters by his third birthday. His third birthday party was letter themed um, because he loved the ABCs so much. Madeline is definitely not um, that concrete with what the letters are and recognizing them. But when she does sit down and she writes an M and she says, mommy, I made an M for Madeline. And I look at him like, ah, you did. You made an M for Madeline. And just the fact that they, that they are these little sponges and they are coming up with these things and they, that they can show me something, um, that's amazing about themselves. And Riley watching her language, you know, she, she definitely doesn't have, um, a crazy language. She's a year and a half. Um, but sh- man, she can get her point across and she has like all these adorable ways of saying things. And, um, she learns so much from her older siblings. Sometimes I think, 
uh, that maybe she's a little bit too old for an 18-month-old, and it's because she's already, she's trying to be Madeline and trying to be Aiden. You know, this morning, they're jumping off the stairs, and I had to go grab Riley as she's, like, rolling. I mean, it's only a two-step into our breezeway. Just so you know. But she was just like, they're jumping, I'm jumping, you know? <laughs> but the, it's just so much fun to watch them and to see them learn and to... Um, yeah, just to watch that relationship between them, to kind of piggybacking on what you said, just that relationship and love between them and then how it piggybacks into their learning and and just being smart little independent humans. Yeah, it's, it is very joyful to watch. Yeah, as you were talking about Aiden reading, I was thinking about the first time that Parker brought home his reader from school, and I knew they were working on sight words here and there, but, you know, he's five, he's in kindergarten, and all of a sudden he opens it up and starts reading to me, like literally reading each word. And I was amazed. And I actually texted my friend who her son is in the same kindergarten class. And I said, um, did you know that our boys can read? <laughs> and she's like, I know, isn't it amazing? <laughs> so that was our first experience of it. And yeah, I was just a little shocked. And, you know, over the weeks, the readers have gotten a little more advanced and they've got all of these words that they can recognize and know what they mean and can read them off the page. So, yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yep. Hayden sure. also in the car right now is doing, well, not just in the car, but in the car is when he really corners me on it. He'll say, Mommy, what is 322 times 3? Oh, my gosh. And let me just tell you, I am not math-minded. I have never been math-minded. Math was always just, oh, my gosh, not me. So I'm like, oh, okay, I can – and he throws out the answer. He's like, am I right? And I'm like, oh, God, this is – I'm doomed. I'm doomed. So I'm up there with Siri, like, what's 322 times 3? <laughs> <laughs> and he's right, though. Like, the answer that he had that he came – he's right. He always knows what these – these random things are, despite the fact that I don't. I don't know what what the math problems are. And I'm like, I'm just doomed when it comes to um, him getting older and getting better at math. <laughs> are you smarter than a second grader or fifth grader, whatever that show is? Like, I don't know uh-huh. when it comes to those concepts. Not in the moment. I am not. <laughs> well, that's great that he can hold his own yeah. there. He might not need your help too much. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> oh, Well, I have one more other um, personal accomplishment. This one is more related to me than to my family, but, Mm -hmm. and it's, um, I don't know if I should be like super proud of it, but for most people, this would be like, okay, great. Um, But for me, so I'm a total introvert. I always have been. I'm perfectly happy to like spend an entire day just being by myself, working on my computer at home. Those are kind of my favorite days to just recharge and um, do the stuff that I love doing. But over this past year, I have been making a concerted effort to be more social. So I have been saying yes to invitations to hang out with friends or go out (laughs) to dinner or go on double dates. And uh, that has been great for me because where it used to give me anxiety to do a whole lot of that stuff that was outside of my comfort zone, now it's no big deal. Like I love just getting to see my friends. And I will say that being the mom of a kindergartner, especially one that's involved in a soccer team and that's doing all these other activities has kind of given me these built-in social circles. Yes. Yes. So, and 
Yeah, and I didn't have that before. So it's really nice. Like there are all of these just plans that are kind of made regardless of whether I'm involved in making them or not, but I'm a part of it. So it's not a whole lot of effort, but it gets me to get out of the house and spend more time with girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I um, am proud of because I, my husband's always encouraging me to be more social and spend more time with friends. And I'm finally doing that this year. Good. You know, I guess, (laughs) I guess my, my last personal one kind of piggybacks right off of that because um, in what you were just saying at the end, I think it's it's because our kids are getting to the older age, oldish. I mean, obviously Riley's still only eighteen months, but right. but like <laughs> they're not all just baby babies or toddlers or like it's starting to shuffle like into a, a little bit um, where we can leave easier as moms. We don't have to always be there for every bedtime and every um, you know everything because the the family can function, you know, and, the, yes, and, and, yes. and Dave's not overwhelmed by being left with three. And, you know, he never has necessarily been overwhelmed, but I, you know, we're, we're a team. We don't want to always like leave <laughs> and, and go be social. Um, but I've had that just in the last um, six weeks, I started singing with uh, a friend of mine that I have sang with on and off for 10 years. Um, oh, wow. We just started to officially um, put a set together and we're actually gigging uh, every Friday night in December at um, a restaurant here in Jackson. Um and just kind of looking to do like one to two gigs, maybe a month, just getting out there. And it's me and then my friend Vic and then his daughter. So there's just the three of us. And I'm just, I'm so excited that it's gotten to the point where I feel like I can do it, where my husband supports the fact that I do it. The kids can actually come out and see, and I can do something for me that I've been really missing really missing. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. Good for you. And I'm so happy that you brought up that piece about the kids being at an age where you do feel more confident just leaving. And yeah, I don't, I don't really give it a second thought anymore, especially because my husband handles bedtime anyway. So for me to go out and do something like this week has been crazy. I've had a speaking engagement. I had plans with a friend. We have our recital for our studio happening literally all day on Saturday. And for each of those things, it's like, okay, honey, you're in charge. Like, do what you want to do. And I'm going to go do this. And there's no, like, feelings of, oh, my gosh, like, is he going to be able to handle everything? I mean, yes, when it comes to, like, okay, do they have their hats and their mittens and, like, those little nitpicky things, I'm still kind of type A about it. But but in general, to just be able to like be absent for another reason and for something that's for myself, it's so much easier now than even like in the last year. All right, Jamie. Well, this is the sad part where we have to say goodbye for now. Not that we won't be talking in other areas and connecting on a different um, level, but for now, like we said at the beginning, we are going to be taking a little break from the Guitars and Granola Bars podcast, but you can always find Jamie and I online through our other projects and businesses, and I just want to say it's been so fun this season recording with you, and um, I hope we can do it again sooner than later. Yes, thank you so much for having me along. I enjoyed it very much. Before I wrap up this season finale, 
I want to thank you so much for listening. And not only that, but also for being patient and understanding of my not-so-consistent publishing schedule over the last couple of years. I love making this podcast and really appreciate having the flexibility to do so as it fits in with everything else I have going on in my life. Even during this upcoming hiatus, I would love to hear from you. We can connect on the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com or always feel free to email me, rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel Rambach and at listenlearnmusic. Thank you once again and stay tuned for the next season of the Guitars and Granola Bars podcast.